The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bengals post-game show. I am Anthony Cazenza and this show is courtesy of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, which is a show on the Cincy Jungle slate of podcasts, their channel, and part of the SB Nation network of podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza. In case you have not heard, the Cincinnati Bengals got pretty dominated by the New England Patriots. Lost by 21 points, 34-13. And really, this may be a one of the shortest post-game reaction shows that we have because really the difference in the game was in quarterback play and in coaching. Uh, Stephen Undum says, hey, I actually get this live for once. Well, glad you're joining us, Stephen. Uh, sorry there's not a better result to talk about, but glad you're able to join us regardless. Uh, and welcome all of you who are joining us either via the Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel or Cincy Jungle's Facebook Live, uh, the video chat there. We do these post-game reaction shows every after every game on those platforms. And then the audio is available on one of our many different platforms that we offer the show as well as on CincyJungle.com. But as I mentioned, Bengals lose to the Patriots at home 34-13. to and really, this game was pretty competitive, pretty manageable. Uh, the, the Bengals were playing pretty decent football for close to two entire quarters, almost the entire first half. Then, all of a sudden, Alex Erickson fumbles the ball on a punt that the Bengals, you know, were, were going to get the ball back, potentially do their two-minute drill, try and get some points. At the time, it was a 10-10 to tie, and... All of a sudden, there's a field goal right before the half. Patriots take the lead and never look back. Now, part the big reason why they never looked back is because there were four, count them, four Andy Dalton interceptions in the second half of the game alone. Andy Dalton only threw eight passes in the first half. He was seven of eight in that first half, but they only had him throw eight passes. They were running the ball and running the ball very well throughout the first part of the game. Joe Mixon had over 100 yards by the time two and a half quarters had elapsed. So uh, he finished with 136, which was his second highest total of the year. So two great 
games back to back for Joe Mixon on the ground, almost 300 yards combined the past two weeks. But, um, you know, the Bengals were running the ball well. They were blocking pretty well up front. They blocked okay throughout the entire game. There were no sacks. Now, granted, Andy Dalton was getting the ball out quickly and they were running the ball well. But, I mean, the, the, the offensive line wasn't really the issue today. It was poor throws by Andy Dalton. It, they it were, you know, just a handful of reads and a handful of, you know, where he was throwing the ball. Not only where the passes were located, but where he was throwing the ball. Guys weren't open, and he still was forcing the ball. Now, um, you know, we, you can look at giving up 34 points. Well, when you when your offense gives the ball away five times, your defense is going to collapse. They're going to get tired and their will is going to break. That's just kind of how it goes in the NFL. So, you know, you can, you can get on the defense about allowing that many points, but really again, another pick six. So one of those touchdowns is not on the Bengals defense. And then of course, you know, they're put in bad positions. They held strong on uh, that Alex Erickson fumble, which put them in a really bad position. They held them to a, a field goal, almost held them to another field goal. But on a third and goal, Brady, uh, you know, worked his magic and, and did that. Look, this today, I mean, Tom Brady, you look at his stat lines, it's okay. Uh, it was it was a pretty good day by him. But really, he wasn't all that impressive. His his The Bengals were pressuring him, especially earlier in the game. They had two sacks on him in the first half. Um knocking him down frequently. Really, uh, he had, you know, I, I think seven or eight incompletions in the first half alone, which was kind of a lot for him. One of it, the, the first touchdown pass was really all done by James White. It was just a swing pass. Um, so, you know, kind of a workmanlike day, I guess, for Tom Brady. Not a great day by him. Um, their defense was letting up a lot of yards on the ground, and Cincinnati just kept giving the ball away, kept giving the ball away. Uh, Jeremy Gifford in the live Facebook, the defense played really well. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you actually watched the game and saw how the defense performed, especially in light of all those turnovers, they played pretty well. I love this quote here by Shelton Stowers. It was a game of two franchises going in completely opposite directions. Now, a lot of people could have predicted this result today because – you know, the Patriots thrive on when their back is against the wall and people are counting them out. Brady thrives on that. Bill Belichick thrives on that. And that's where they're at after two straight losses and this videotaping scandal that came up this week. However, they looked very beatable today. They looked very beatable by a team that was hosting them that had only one win on the season. The Bengals had them against the ropes at certain points in the first half. They couldn't figure out how to stop the run. The Bengals were kind of dinking and dunking and completing necessary passes in the first half and what they do they the Patriots much like what the Steelers do when they when they play the Cincinnati Bengals they wait for the Bengals to trip over their own two feet that's that's what they do and that's what they did today and Cincinnati inevitably did it um Carl Fix Andy Dalton cost the Bengals the game yeah Uh, weekly I do a winners and losers post and usually it's you know a whole myriad of losers and only a couple of winners well really there weren't a lot of losers today for the Cincinnati Bengals it was really the coaching and the quarterback play. And it was definitely the quarterback play more than the coaching. Now, Zach Taylor is not immune. I mean, if your team gives up five turnovers, whether that's strictly on the quarterback or not, um, you know, that's that's a sign of undiscipl- undisciplined play. Um, they weren't that bad on the uh, on the penalties front, but, you know, they had some costly, costly mistakes there. Uh, and, you know, you could look at a fourth and inches, third and inches situation 
where Cincinnati, you know, they run it up the gut twice and they do so out of the shotgun formation when it's fourth and a football length. Um, you know, it just don't get cute. I know you, I know you're Joe Mixon's where you're getting the bulk of your yards, but in an inch, you know, with about a foot to go lining your running back up a handful of yards deep and handing him the ball off there to get not even a yard. That doesn't make sense. Just line your quarterback right under the center and shoot forward twice as, as the, uh, as the quarterback sneak. I don't, I don't really understand that one. Again, the Cincinnati Bengals scored just 13 points. The teens in terms of points has been a theme for the team this year. There's a lot of rhyming in that sentence. I apologize, but that has been a theme for the Bengals this year. They probably would have scored more points if they hung on to the football, if they didn't turn the ball over so frequently, they probably would have had one of their higher outputs against a good Patriots defense, but Four second half interceptions by Andy Dalton. The first half fumble by Alex Erickson. That's what it all amounted to. And this, I was getting here and Chris Vick kind of, you know, in the live Facebook kind of talked about it here. Tom Brady's a second half quarterback. That's what Chris Vick said. Um, Yes. And Bill Belichick is the master of adjusting, making halftime adjustments. And that's where you see the difference in today. Andy Dalton making a myriad of mistakes against a very good football team and Bill Belichick making the adjustments, whereas Zach Taylor really did not. I'm going to share my screen and show you something here. Uh, And some of you know these stats already when it comes to Andy Dalton. Some of you may not. But this is just kind of a microcosm of Andy Dalton in in big games. Now, this, this is just the playoffs, okay? This is just the playoffs. But one touchdown... Six interceptions. Look at the rating, 57.8. Now, 12 sacks in these four games, not good. That's that's a big that's a big problem. Um, here's the other one. Four fumbles, two of them lost, and he recovered one of his own. So you look in those four playoff games, you've got eight turnovers and another two that were possible turnovers there. Completion percentage at 55.7%. This, why I bring that up is because today showed, today was an example of why the Bengals need to move on from Andy Dalton. Andy, and, and this was a, this was a 1 PM game. This was the, the, not the primetime thing, but this was a primetime team. And why, part of the reason why the Bengals struggle in primetime is because now nobody plays very well, but the quarterback isn't playing well against the top teams, against in the in the crunch time venues and time slots. I don't want to pile on Andy Dalton. I, I know a lot of people, kind of myself and my co-host on our weekly show, John Sheeran, you know, that we've been labeled as quote unquote Dalton haters. I've made it, I've made no bones about the fact that I love Andy Dalton the man. I've liked Andy Dalton the quarterback at times for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I want to see him win with this team. I have always wanted to see him win because of he's a high character guy. And for the the amount of criticism, he's largely stood up to it and and said, you know, I didn't play well, we didn't play well, whatever. You you can't defend this kind of play today. Four interceptions on your home field against the New England Patriots, staring down receivers, and not only staring them down, throwing the ball late, throwing the ball behind them, 
throws a ball. You know, John Ross has a step. Granted, it's it's garbage time at this point. John Ross has a step on a guy in the fourth quarter. Dalton throws the ball late. It hangs up in the air. It gets intercepted. The, the two by Gilmore to Tyler Boyd behind him late and, and predictable. The pick six was a predictable play. It was one of those out routes that are dangerous, you know, kind of a little out route and, and Gilmore jumped it to his credit and those things happen, but four interception games from your supposed franchise quarterback against a quality opponent that should not happen. That shouldn't, that should not happen. Um, And I bring this, these playoff stats up because this this is a this is a theme against uh, this is a theme against quality opponents for Andy Dalton. Um, his stats against you know the Steelers and uh, you know really really the teams he has statistically played well against. We need to compile the stats to to give you specifics, but really. He's played pretty well against the Ravens statistically. And that's those are largely because AJ Green has been playing in those games. And he's played at times well against the Browns. There have been basically today was his second worst game as a pro that I can remember. The first one was back in 2014 against the Browns, coincidentally. But this 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 had to be a, a top two worst Andy Dalton performances, you know. Uh, in in his career. And then of course, this is where we transition to Dev, what Devin K says in the live Facebook chat. That's why we're getting Joe as in Joe Burrow. Anthony, it's beautiful. Maybe this is the time things actually change. Young coach and a guy wanting to pull us out of the the rut. Well, it's a it's been a hell of a weekend for for Joe Burrow. He won the Heisman and he did so by vote margins that were record setting. And rightfully so. The guy threw close to 50 touchdowns, and I think he's only got he's got single-digit interceptions. I mean, we we know the deal. The you know, the now the Cincinnati Bengals are set to have the number one overall pick still, and that's probably the guy they're going to take, especially with a performance like today. Now, looking around the league, the Giants beat the Miami Dolphins. So both of those teams have three wins, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals have one with two games left to play. Now the Cincinnati Bengals play the Miami Dolphins next week, and then they host the Browns in the finale in the final week. If the Bengals win just one of those games, they will get the one. If they go one and one the rest of the way out, they will have the number one overall pick. You know, I, I, that's just kind of the reality. And a lot of people want Joe Burrow. And I think that's probably the route they are going to go and should go. Some people want Chase Young. Chase Young, it sounds like may not even enter the draft this year. We will see what happens there. But today was the day that kind of, of all weekends when Andy Dalton could could play poorly and have one of his worst historic professional performances, it's the weekend that Joe Burrow wins the Heisman. And everybody is looking at Joe Burrow. Everybody's looking at Andy Dalton. So, um, you know, I that's that's where this team is at. That's where this team is at. And really, it was a shame to see the body language of the Bengals change in such a drastic way today. 
the, the Bengals defense was flying around making plays, hitting Tom Brady. Joe Mixon was putting forth effort, effort, effort as he has all year. And by the way, he's on pace now to, to get 1,000 yards, believe it or not after his slow start and the atrocious blocking and the atrocious play calling at the beginning of the year, lo and behold, they change the scheme a little bit. They give him, you know, carries and here he is being very, you know, productive. Now you can, you can say, well, it doesn't matter. They still lost by three touchdowns. It doesn't matter. You got 130 yards. Well, yes and no. Um, the game was very close by the time he was closing in on hundred yards. So, I mean, I, I don't think we can, say, you know, it's a waste or a waste of, of effort on his, on his behalf. Um, you know, Andy Dalton gets another ball hit, you know, he gets hit, the ball f- flutters out of his hand and Joe Mixon, you know, makes a head heads up play and comes down with a reception to, to save a drive. That could have been interception number five of the day um, or number one. I think it would have been his first one, but you know, there's talent here. And unfortunately, it's not being showcased well because the team, the, the important, the most important facets of the team are not working. Andy Dalton and, and the coaching to, to some extent. Um, the other thing, you know, we're saying I'll be happy when Dalton's gone. I'll be I, I'm seeing all these comments and this is a good thing. It, it is. I, I suppose it, it it's a good thing for those, you know, wanting to move on and, and the Bengals needing to make a definitive decision at quarterback. I think this is, this is how you make that decision to move on by witnessing a game like this by your quarterback against a quality opponent. You you know, that should tell you all you need to know. Um, The, the other thing is trade value for Dalton. Now, you know, this was maybe uh, some people thought when Dalton was reinserted into the lineup, this was maybe a thing where a lot of people, felt like this was maybe an audition for Andy Dalton for other teams to, to be traded. And that's, that's possible. But um, aside from a, a pretty good showing in his first start back when the Bengals beat the jets, it's been a lot more of the same. It's been a lot more of the same, if not worse. And his trade value is if anything, declining at this point. So, um, you know, we're, we're I see Zabu Goose Raba saying fourth round, maybe in our, in our live YouTube chat, um, May uh, that's possible. You never know what happens in the spring. Teams get wacky. Teams get caught up in the free agency frenzy. They get caught up in all that. If the Bengals hang on to Dalton past free agency and into the draft, you know, a team could, if they miss out on one of those quarterbacks or they drafted a second round guy or a third round guy the year before that they want to give snaps to, but they want a bridge guy, that sort of thing. All of a sudden, you know, a third round pick maybe maybe feasible. I I do not think anything higher than a third round pick will be netted for Andy Dalton at this point. I, I just don't. Um, and, and even that may be generous. But uh, you know, I, I this is this is I, I've got a thought that I want to share before we before we get out of here. Um, and and I, I this is something I thought about as the game kind of wore on and I'll get to that in just a second. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. This is the post-game reaction show courtesy of the Orange and Black Insider. This podcast and the reaction show are part of Cincy Jungle's podcast channel, which is within the SB Nation network. You can get all of the shows, the post-game reactions, our weekly show, a couple of other podcasts, Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk, Orange is the New Black, 
you can get all that stuff on on the Cincy Jungle channel, and all of that stuff is on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. It's on Megaphone, iHeartRadio. All of our stuff is on YouTube, and you can get the stuff on CincyJungle.com. So the one thing I was thinking about as the, and I'd be interested to not only hear your, you know, read some of your comments here, but one of the things that I was thinking about as this game concluded today, a lot of people think that this year, and I think this is, and I'm one of them, and I think it's correct. I think a lot of people feel like this year may have exploited Zach Taylor, the play caller, or Zach Taylor's inexperience, because at times he has looked in over his head there are times, you know, the, the Bengals aren't scoring points, all that stuff. He gets a little bit of a pass because of the quarterback play at times and, you know, the injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it, it's been an indictment there. And some people kind of say, well, you know, his play calling has actually hindered Andy. And I think there's some validity to that opinion. My thought was, I almost wonder if it's the opposite. I almost wonder if Zach Taylor's offense is designed to actually be quite intricate. It's designed to do a lot of things and ask a lot of a quarterback. And simply put, he's had to either, I hate to use the term, but dumb it down or make it more vanilla than it actually is, or what he's asking of Andy Dalton in this system, he is not capable of producing within what's being asked. So what I'm saying is I almost wonder if this offensive-minded coach is actually exploiting what has been further hidden about Andy Dalton throughout the Marvin Lewis years. We've seen Andy Dalton get exploited against the good teams in the Marvin Lewis years and in the big games in the Marvin Lewis years, but he has put up career numbers. Uh, this is a a more, supposedly, a more innovative, a more modern offense that Zach Taylor is bringing to the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I'm wondering if this is something that is show is is actually exploiting further weaknesses of Andy Dalton and and today is part of the evidence of what I'm what I'm speaking of um you know I there there because Andy Dalton has traditionally been for the most part an 8-9 win on average guy 20 to 30 touchdowns a year and probably 10 to 15 interceptions a year. As it stands right now, with, granted, three games being benched, I believe he's got 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. This is this is by far his worst, this is looking like his worst statistical season as a quarterback. And yes, the offensive line was a mess at the beginning of the year. It's getting better, but it's still not great. But that's been a mess. Yes, he has missed A.J. Green. Yes, John Ross has been out of the lineup. I, I understand all of that. But I, I just, I've kind of begun to think that this is 
something where, you know, may, maybe, and this is maybe tinfoil hat talk and, and maybe I got to break that out, but maybe as Zach Taylor was, was offered this job, he kind of made it known, well, you know, I'll work with Andy, but at some point in the very near future, I want a new signal caller. Ownership kind of said, well, you're going to work with Andy. We've, we've got him under contract. You're going to work with him for at least a year, if not two years, which was what was remaining on his contract when Zach Taylor took over the Bengals. And Zach kind of said, you know what? Fine. That uh, We'll work with it. Let's do it. And I almost wonder if he kind of said, you know, I'm going to throw my playbook at him. I'm going to throw my system at him. I'm going to throw my scheme at him. And he's going to show all of us if he can sink or swim, which is ironic to say about a nine-year veteran. But, you know, and this isn't to say Zach Taylor's been perfect on the year because that's not the case. But I just, I began wondering if this was something, if, if things like today, performances like today, performances like that against the Rams where, you know, you're you're going what what you're asking yourself what are these throws what are these why why are you trying to fit these in these windows that aren't there um you know and maybe maybe it has something to do with the additional pressure this year on Andy Dalton given that they draft finally drafted a guy to compete a little bit with him and Ryan Ryan Finley there's been a lot of Joe Burrow talk and maybe he's kind of feeling the heat and then he's forcing throws that he normally would not have done knowing that the job was his and going forward. Maybe that was the case, but I, I just wonder if the weaknesses that we know and we knew about Andy Dalton are further being exploited based on what Zach Taylor's asking him in this new offense. And, um, you know, uh, that's, it is what it is. Tom Volland says one, uh, one in 13. Yeah. There was someone else here that says, uh, uh, last last two years, seven and twenty three. Yeah, the Bengals. I believe the last um, gosh, their last sixteen games, they're one and fifteen or uh, two and fourteen, something like that. So Joseph stops says our back seven on defense are terrible. Well, I've seen, I've actually seen quite a bit of improvement from Bates. Uh, Sean Williams has been a bit of a roller coaster this year after having his best year as a pro last year. Um, so he's been a little bit of a, of a question mark for me. William Jackson's been a little bit up and down. BW Webb to me is terrible. Um, he, he has not played well. He has not been a good acquisition. I think, let, let me rephrase that. BW Webb is not a guy you want as a starting cornerback in this league. He's bounced around a lot. It's the, there's a lot of evidence to show you that he probably is not a starting cornerback in this league, an effective starter. He is a guy that is good as a number three corner, a good number four corner, which was what, in fairness to him, which was what the plan was when the Bengals brought him in. They wanted to keep Denard. They had Kirkpatrick. They had Jackson. And then they wanted to bring in Webb as kind of the fourth guy and, and throw a lot of defensive backs out there. Well, Kirkpatrick's been injured. Denard was out at the beginning of the year. Jackson missed some time. So Webb all of a sudden has kind of been a starting guy on the outside. And that hasn't worked out well. You saw today, he, uh, you know, penalties and let up a touchdown and got turned around by Julian Edelman in the first half. I mean, just it's, it's not a good sign there. So he has not played that well. Um, We know the issues at linebacker, but if you look at the pro football focus metrics, Linebacker play, at least from Vigil and Pratt, have actually increased over the past couple uh, in terms of their effectiveness. They have increased. And really, you know, things were fine at the beginning of this game until the turnover started hitting. 
This game was manageable. This game was winnable. And the turnovers hit. The defense has kept the team in games. They're not, they're not good against the run. They have their issues. Like you said, the back seven are not, are not playing all that great. But more often than not, they have kept points. They have kept the damage to a point where the team can catch up and, and if they need to and potentially win a game. We've talked about the multiple, I think it's seven or eight now, one possession games this year. I mean, and at some point, yeah, it stinks to give up 20, 20 points, 30 points, but at some point, this Zach Taylor offense, this Andy Dalton-led offense has to score more than 13 points. They have to score more than 19 points. They have to score more than 20 points. They just have to. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we can we can hate on the defense, and uh, th- there's there's a lot to not like there. There's a lot to dislike on the on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, Capable offense keeps you in these games, wins you more, wins you more games. And uh, this 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 team is not doing it now. Um, yeah, Bendino Galderio says, I don't know why anyone is calling out anyone besides Andy Dalton. Yeah, four interceptions. I, one of them being a pick six. I mean, it's just – you can't get past that. You can't win when your quarterback plays like that. And these aren't – these aren't the drop, you know, the drop passes across the middle that are that are, you know, 50-50 balls that bounce up and those unlucky interceptions. These were poor throws. These were predictable throws. They're just inexcusable. Now, here's here's the issue with, you know, a lot of people are saying Burrow, 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 and that's that's the way the Bengals should go based on how Burrow played in college, how Andy Dalton's been playing. That is the way the Bengals should go if they hold the number one overall pick. The thing is with him, you know, the one question with him is the arm strength. It's probably above average, but see what he does that it's probably honestly on par with, if not maybe a tiny bit stronger than Andy Dalton's it's, it's above average, but it's not an elite arm. It's not an Aaron Rodgers arm, but what he does is he well times his passes. When he throws the deep ball, he knows when to release the ball, not hang on to it that nanosecond further. That allows a defensive back to break on it. What he does is he navigates the pocket, allows guys to get an extra step to get open instead of forcing throws into covered areas. Uh, he does have the a, a high level of accuracy. Obviously, he's got, I think he's at 78%, which is crazy. Um for completion percentage this year. So that's what that's those are the type of things Burrow does that Andy Dalton does not do. And, and frankly, not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL do. So while his arm strength is not Aaron Rodgers esque, what he does do is he, he is able to get the ball at spots and throw it at the right time in his drop so that these balls can be completed. And uh, you know, you saw today, a lot of the throws that were interceptions were late were behind guys. And that's, that's just not, what you need out of your out of your quarterback. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Uh, I, I'll I'll say this here um, just to kind of give you a little bit of a box score, courtesy of uh, NFL.com here, um, kind of show you some of the tail of the tape, if you will. Um, So some statistics here. I mean, you see Brady, you see the two touchdowns, zero interceptions, um, but 15 of 29 for 128 yards. Does that blow your hair back? I mean, I don't 
Sony Michelle, workman like day, 89, 89 yards on 19 carries. A lot of that was at the end. Burkhead had the touchdown, the big touchdown at the end, but that, you know, that's garbage time stuff. Um, you know, they did a little stuff on some, some trickery with Nikhil Harry and whatnot. Um, I mean, this is, this is a game you, a capable team and a capable offense wins. No sacks by any defensive player. Um, you know, and then you see the two the two interceptions from Stephon Gilmore and two from J.C. Jackson. So, um, you know, we can hate on the back seven of the Bengals. We can hate on the run defense, and there's reason for it. But when you when Tom Brady throws for ju- just over fifty percent and one hundred twenty eight yards in a game, nine times out of ten you win that game. Andy Dalton seventeen of thirty one hundred fifty one yards. The, the one touchdown to Seathan Carter at the beginning of the, uh, of the game. And then the four touchdowns later, you see Joe Mixon with a great five, basically five and a half yards per carry. Same thing for Gio Bernard, five carries, 27 yards. Good, good day for him. He was able to make some, make some plays today. Tyler Eifert, 44, and then just kind of a lot of blah in terms of the receivers. Uh, tough day for Tyler Boyd. He was targeted seven times, only three catches and two of those turned into interceptions. So, uh, you know, uh, you got to look at that. Um, Joe Mixon, I mentioned, 20 yards on three receptions. Uh, Gio Bernard, 10 yards on two receptions. So, you know, uh, that's that. Uh, I-, I thought the pass rush was pretty good today, as I mentioned. Carlos Dunlap and Sam Hubbard both had sacks. Um, you know, Carl Lawson had a number of pressures, a lot of knockdowns of, of Tom Brady in the first half. So uh, good stuff there. Randy Bullock, two of two on field goals. He actually hit a 48 yarder, so a little bit longer for him. Decent day for him in the in the cold there. Um, and then, you know, not much to write home about in terms of the return game there. And then just kind of some more tale of the tape. Uh, Cincinnati had more yards than New England. They had more passing yards than New England, 151 to 116 in the passing yards department. New England had a slightly more rushing yards, which is a little surprising, but I think, again, a lot of that was garbage time stuff, 175 to 164, not a big deal there. Average yards per play, Cincinnati had the edge there. Points scored, obviously. Fumbles lost, obviously, uh, in favor of New England. Interception, most obviously, in favor of the Patriots. Uh, yeah, two sacks. Um Third down efficiency, 42% by New England as opposed to 30%. That's an area where Dalton and Taylor, uh, they got to own that too, both those guys. They got to own that third down efficiency. It has not been good this year, um, nor has the the red zone offense efficiency of late. That has not been good. Again, the, the Bengals remain one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. They Coming into last week's game, they were the least penalized, but they had eight last week. They had five today. That's not killing you. Uh, Cincinnati had the ball more. Uh, they're just not putting up points and they're turning the ball over. So, um, I mean, I, I I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, that's uh, it's a, they owned a lot of these categories and the ones that uh, the Patriots did seem to be kind of either garbage time stuff or stuff that they were just taking advantage of the Bengals' mistakes. And, um, you know, that's it is what it is. The Bengals have a lot of hard decisions to make. This next offseason, but probably the easiest they need to make is, is if they hang on to that number one overall pick is to draft Joe Burrow. Um, that's just, you know, today kind of sealed it. And and if there, if there are those who still support Andy Dalton ardently, um, especially after today, 
especially after the playoff performances and all of that in his career. I mean, I don't like to pile on the guy, but what can you say? If you watch the game today, every single one of those interceptions was a poor throw. Every single one of them. And, uh, you know, the one thing about Burrow that I like, and I think that the Bengals should like, yeah, he's accurate. I mentioned that. Yeah, he's got a, he's got the big-time stats. But he's come to play in the big games this year. Now, he's got one, if not two, big games coming up here on the, with the, uh, the playoff, the, the college playoff here uh, against good teams. But in their biggest game against Alabama, showed up big. Um, you know, uh, other big games throughout the year and throughout the SEC, he has shown up big, and that's the clutch gene, and you need that out of your quarterback. Ironically, a lot of people are thinking Burrow, because of the arm, the the above-average arm, arm strength, not elite, but his ability to navigate the pocket, his build, his style of play, his leadership. A lot of people think he looks like number 12 who was on the other sideline against the Bengals today. Lofty expectations. I don't know if, if he's even going to come close to that, but you may want to roll the dice on a guy like that if you think he, he can come anywhere close. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate you uh, joining us live. And sorry, it's a little later than usual in terms of uh, when I took the air, but uh, had some things come up and, you know, had to take it take the air a little later than usual. But appreciate you tuning in. Again, you can get this show on, on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. You can get it on Megaphone. You can get it on iHeartRadio, YouTube, and CincyJungle.com. Get the other podcasts within the Cincy Jungle podcast channel, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. So check all that stuff out. Keep it to CincyJungle.com for all your news, opinions, notes, analysis, breaking news, all that stuff. And, hey, NFL Draft stuff, as that's coming up in a few months. So check it, check that out there, too. We'll be continuing to bring you content as the year comes to a close and through the off season. So definitely keep attuned to us. We're going to keep bringing you content. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for all the support. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Have a good one.